We believe in functional mental wellness, a holistic approach to mental health. We know that there's hope for those of us who have experienced trauma, even profound trauma, and that's why we created the Universe Is Your Therapist podcast. We believe whether you call it God, the universe, source, unity, or love, that there is something much greater than us that conspires for our good. We envision a world of healing and connection, and we teach you simple but powerful practices that integrate your mind, body, and spirit so that you can come home to your highest self and your truest identity. You are not broken, you are loved, and you can heal. My name is Amy Hoyt, and together with my sister, Lena, we will take you on a journey of healing and self-discovery. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Universe Is Your Therapist podcast. Today, we have a really exciting episode for you. We are doing EMDR and Lena's going to talk about EMDR for a few minutes, what it is, why it's so beneficial, and then she's going to do EMDR on me. If you're listening to this audibly, check out YouTube because you'll be able to get a much better sense of how it works, but let's go ahead and get started. So Lena, what does EMDR stand for? EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. And it was... Why is it beneficial? Sorry. (laughs) It's beneficial because it allows the different parts of the brain to start communicating with each other around that traumatic experience. And it allows both right and, and left brain to work together and it also allows the um the captured experience the traumatic experience it allows it to um be open to other pieces of of information around it so for an example when somebody's been in a bad car accident and they've maybe driven hundreds of thousands of times and now because of the trauma of the accident their brain is convinced that driving is dangerous so the the hundreds of thousands of times that they've driven without any horrible thing occurring is not connecting with the part of the brain that stores the trauma of the accident. And so the brain only has in its um, conscious awareness and even in some subconscious ways, it only has the memory of the trauma or the horrific accident and none of the benign or neutral experiences of driving. Okay, that's really helpful. One thing that surprised me and I, have done EMDR before with my therapist a few years ago. And a couple of my children have done EMDR who had severe medical trauma. Um, But one thing that really surprised me with EMDR is how effective it is and how quickly I was able to resolve issues that were plaguing me for decades. Do you want to speak to that at all? What you've seen with EMDR? Absolutely. I love EMDR because it doesn't require any conscious effort on the part of the client and it doesn't require any recitation of the traumatic event. It also um, does not require any mm, 
I guess maybe the best way to think about it is what the brain does in EMDR is it does exactly what it needs to do to heal and resolve the trauma. And it does it all subconsciously. And so uh, sometimes people will have interesting memories pop up or they will have um, somebody's words of wisdom that they've heard in the past pop up and then all then gets linked to the trauma as part of the resolution. And so we're basically reinstalling new thought processes and new interpretations of about the trauma. Is that what? Close. It's not that we're reinstalling. It's, it's already information that's there. And so what we're doing is we're using the bilateral stimulation to access all of the information to inform the traumatic event instead of only the information associated with the, the trauma. Okay, so that's helpful. And, and in real talk, what you're saying is during the event, there was a ton of stuff that happened. Right. And typically, because we shut down during trauma, we only remember a fraction. Right. And so EMDR opens up both sides of the brain so that we can have a more accurate perception of what Or happened. an accurate recall. Mm-hmm. Oh, an actual accurate recall. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whereas perception is an interpretation. Okay. That's really helpful. Okay. Good. Yeah. It's really, it's really exciting. And why is EMDR so effective for trauma specifically? I believe that one of the biggest reasons is because it does not require somebody to sort through and recall every part of the trauma. What I believe happens when when that is required in order to do trauma work is that it actually creates deeper and more ingrained neural pathways around the trauma. And so this doesn't require anything in terms of details. It's something that will come up that your brain will do subconsciously. And everything that contributes to the resolution is already in you. And it just helps your brain to access all of this. I love that because I, I'm such an advocate for having as much agency as possible in the healing process. And even our subconscious has, if we allow it, has that wisdom and that agency to, to help us heal. Um, another question I had is, do you have to have trauma, capital T, big trauma for EMDR to work? No. No, I, I can remember um, uh, something that happened with one of your kids at school last fall and you were really bothered by it. And we just sat in your kitchen and I did some eye movements and you did the bilateral stimulation. We did a quick little run through of EMDR. And I think it was within like five minutes you felt better. Absolutely. And it wasn't a big traumatic event. It was mm -mm. something that happened to one of my kids and I was really dysregulated. I was mm -hmm. super upset. Um, and it wasn't even that big of a deal. No. So today, is there anything else you want to say about EMDR before we jump in and kind of demonstrate it? Sure. I think um, what would be helpful is for me to explain that what you and I are going to be doing today is a protocol that's been used in group EMDR. 
And this will look different than it does for an individual EMDR session. I think that's and the explanation. And the things that you'll need in order to do this is you will need a couple of blank pieces of paper and um, some colored writing implements. So either coloring crayons or um, felt pens or markers or pencils, but something that can give you some color and we want three or four different colors. All right. So, so do you have that ready? Markers stole from Ex the kids drawer in the kitchen. Excellent. I have my paper, so I'm ready. Great. Okay. Um, do I need to, oh, that's the other question I wanted to ask before we get started, because I get this question a lot from people looking um, at our work. Do I have to go over in detail the traumatic event when I'm doing EMDR? Absolutely not. In fact, that's contraindicated. Which means it's not good for you. <laughs> yes, it does mean it's not good for you. It I'm means it is not for helpful. Non-psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> it means it's not helpful for resolving yeah. the trauma to go into yes. detail. Yes. We just let the brain come up with what it comes up with. Um, and what you'll hear a lot of is I, I will stop and then I'll say, what are you noticing? or what's happening for you now. Um, that tends to be more in individual sessions. So we're gonna do a little bit of a, a, a twist on that with the, with the group protocol. And then you'll hear me say, go with that. And then you just let process whatever processes. And to explain the reason we decided to do the group protocol today is because um, in our program, we offer group EMDR sessions and we wanted to give people an idea of what that looks like. In a further right. episode, we are going to do an individual EMDR session with the eight stages. Both of these are clinically effective for doing the work they need to do and they have precedent, but it is a choice that we're making to do the group protocol today because that's we get a lot of questions about that. Yes. Okay, so you're ready to start. I'm a little nervous, but yes. I'm okay. Um, and we don't even talk about why you're nervous. We just jump in to doing the steps of the protocol and it your brain will start to relax and your body will start to relax. So the first thing you need to do is you need to divide your paper into four squares and then label them A, B, C, and D. Excellent. Yep. Okay. Okay. And I already have history and background on you. So I'm familiar with um, some of the things that we might approach in EMDR. We talked uh, recently about maybe doing the horse, the fall from the horse that you experienced. I think that could be a really good one. Is there anything else you can think of that was mildly distressing that you'd like to try to address instead? No, I think that would be a really good one because I don't feel too vulnerable doing that mm -hmm. in public. Right. <laughs> Some of my other traumas, I'm like, nope, <laughs> sorry, people. 
<laughs> you have to guess how traumatic that was for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then there's a couple of different ways we can do the bilateral stimulation. One is alternate shoulders. And then the other one is what they call the butterfly hug, where you link your thumbs together. And then you place, let me adjust my camera just for a second. Okay, and then you place your thumbs here and you hit, you tap on the clavicle right underneath your clavicle bone. Like and it doesn't this. need to be, mm -hmm, and it doesn't need to be hard or soft. It doesn't need to be any certain speed or anything like that. So this is the butterfly hug. And then this is crossed armed bilateral stimulation. So I've done this one before. Let's try the butterfly hug. Okay, whatever one you think you'd feel most comfortable with. Okay. okay, I'm ready. All right, so what I'm gonna have you do now is I'm gonna have you close your eyes and I'm going to have you run a mental movie of the things leading up to the event. And as you run that mental movie, I'm going to ask you to notice any part of it that seems most distressing or upsetting. Let me know when you have that. I have it. As you hold that image, what emotions do you feel? Terror. Okay, and where do you feel it in your body? Maybe my chest or my stomach, I'm not sure. Excellent. I'm going to have you open your eyes and draw a picture that represents the worst part of this for you. Am I supposed to be tapping during this? No, oh, not right great. now. Okay. So the worst part, oh, okay. Right, and this is not an art class. So the goal isn't to render a lifelike drawing. It's to um, draw something that expresses what represents the worst part for you. As you look at that picture on a scale of one to 10, 10 being most disturbed, how high is your emotional disturbance? Probably an eight. Write that down. And it's how high is the emotional disturbance right now? Right. Oh, not an eight. Okay. Let me have you close your eyes right now. Close your eyes. Go ahead and bring up the worst, the image that represents the worst part of it for you. Notice your emotions and where you feel those in your body. 
and then open your eyes and write down on a scale from one to 10, how disturbed you feel internally right now. Okay, go ahead and do the butterfly hug and then tap alternately. You can close your eyes during this. In fact, it can be quite helpful. And you're just going to notice anything that occurs. It can be a shift in the image, a thought. Notice any emotions or body sensations. And notice all of that without judgment. Whatever pops in, you're just curious about and you notice without trying to figure it out or without trying to judge it. Very good. Take a couple of deep breaths. Keep tapping. Very good. Again, just noticing anything that shifts or stays the same. And with your eyes closed, go ahead and stop the tapping. Take a deep breath. And when you're ready, open your eyes. In square B, Please draw how you are feeling now, an image that represents how you're feeling now. And on a scale from one to 10, how disturbing is it when you hold that image with associated emotions and body sensations? And write that down. And then go ahead and do the butterfly hug again closing your eyes and tapping. Very good. You're just letting your brain do its work. Whatever comes up, whatever images, thoughts, emotions, or sensations, you notice those. There's no judgment. It's just information. Very good. Continuing to notice. Excellent. While tapping, continue to notice and take a couple of deep breaths. 
Very good. When you're ready, open your eyes. And in box C, please draw a representation of how you feel now. And then provide a number from one to 10 about how distressed you are right now. You ready? Okay. I'd like you to go ahead and close your eyes and picture the image and start your tapping, your bilateral stimulation. Pay attention to the image, any emotions you may be feeling, any body sensations you have. And just let your brain bring anything into your awareness that it has for you. And be curious about this. This is information. We're not judging it. We're not being critical of anything that pops up. Very good. Notice any shifts. Notice if anything stays the same. While tapping, take a couple of deep cleansing breaths. Continuing to notice. And when you're ready, open your eyes. And in square D, draw an image that represents how you're feeling now. And then the scale from one to 10, level of disturbance. Excellent. I'd like you to go ahead and look through all four of your images, observe them carefully, and then choose the drawing that disturbs the most. When you have that in your mind, turn your page over and write down a new level of distress score from one to 10. It represents how disturbed you feel in this moment. Excellent. Go ahead and do some bilateral tapping with that. Again, bringing up the image, any emotions, 
and any body sensations associated with that. Just notice anything. Very good. And paying attention to what your brain, your subconscious brain has for you, if anything, in relation to this. Very good. While tapping, take a couple of cleansing breaths. Very good. And when you're ready, open your eyes and write down the current level of disturbance that you have. And on that back side of the paper, I'd like you to draw in a moment what we're going to visualize for you right now. Go ahead and just close your eyes and you don't need to do the tapping, but I'd like you to visualize in your future and what you desire for your future in regards to the issue that you've been working on. When you're ready, open your eyes and draw an image that represents how you see yourself in the future related to this. Then write a word, a phrase, or a sentence as a title for that drawing. Excellent. Go ahead and get ready to do your bilateral tapping. As you hold the image, of your future. Notice any pleasant or unpleasant emotions or body sensations. Very good. Just notice any anything, any information that your brain has for you. Excellent. And as you're tapping, take a couple of cleansing breaths. Very good. And when you're ready, open your eyes. 
I'd like you to stop tapping. And what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to close your eyes and recall the most disturbing drawing. And notice any emotions or body sensations. Are you noticing any emotions? Are you noticing any body sensations? Hold the image, the emotions, and the body sensations and resume the bilateral tapping. Very good. Excellent. Good job. Just noticing, no judgment. Very good. And when you're ready, go ahead and open your eyes. Excellent. And then the last thing we'll do is we will do a self-soothing exercise. And that can consist of the physiological sigh. It can consist of you using your peaceful place image that you developed with your therapist. What would you like to use? Probably my peaceful place. Okay. Go ahead and resume the bilateral stimulation. And I'd like you to close your eyes and bring up the image of your peaceful place. As you do so, notice any sounds or sensations, anything that you can smell or hear Notice what you can see in your peaceful place. Notice what emotions are present as you hold that image. Notice where in your body you feel any emotions. Continue the bilateral tapping. Very good. And while tapping, take a couple of cleansing breaths. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Okay, how was that for you? First, I, my anxiety was so high because I kept thinking I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> yes, that's really common, actually. And then I kept trying to not judge myself about feeling like I was doing it wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and the more we kept going, I relaxed into it and understood Um. I guess understood what I was supposed to be doing. So at first I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be 
redrawing the disturbing image or redrawing any image or and because you know i love <laughs> my anxious brain loves lots and lots of steps <laughs> it was it really took me a few minutes to like get to let myself go but Very once good. i did um I noticed my number was going down with each drawing, my number of distress, my level of distress. Okay. And you know, Amy, the instructions about what to draw next are purposely vague. <laughs> Dang that. I know. So I've never and done purpose it where we're drawing. I've just done it talking, you know? Right. Yeah. It's a different experience. Mm -hmm. But the reason that they're vague is so that whatever comes to you, you can draw and there's no right or wrong way to do this. It's only what your um, brain, brain brings up for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what I realized eventually. <laughs> so I started drawing whatever was coming up. And then when you asked me to draw um, an image that would basically represent how I would feel or what my hope was, because mm -hmm. my hope is that I become unafraid of unenclosed heights because okay. that's what the early I believe that's the what the early incident did is it made me terrified of unenclosed heights right and so then I drew myself on a ladder at the top um like ah, you know but happy oh uh -huh. well, yeah I was happy and then when you had me tap on that, then I noticed the pit in my stomach and the tightness in my chest kept going down. Excellent. Then, yeah. Finally, when you um, said to picture the worst image, mm -hmm. my worst image was being trampled by the horse. Okay. So it was like death, right? Yep. Yep. So, but then I pictured the worst image after we did all that um, processing and I didn't feel sick to my stomach. So it was wow. really interesting because I felt so resistant, you know, in the beginning. And I was like, this isn't going to work. That's also very normal, which is how I also approach a lot of new things for me. And mm -hmm. this isn't new for me, but this format is new, right? Like, this is not going to work. Hmm, not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then it, so just know if you're resistant like me, it still <laughs> might work. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, sometimes I annoy myself. So at the end, I couldn't believe how calm I felt. Wow. Despite me doubting and not being sure and all my anxiety. And so I think that's yeah. just a testament to the power of the brain when it's, um, when both sides of the brain are working together. Absolutely, well said, yes. Would you be comfortable sharing your drawings? They're, if not, that's totally okay. Yes, with the added caveat that if you give me an Excel spreadsheet, that's my happy place. <laughs> <laughs> so these are my drawings, people. <laughs> Okay, so lower it just a little bit so we can see A and B. Perfect. Oh, okay, so there's A and B. So the Perfect. horse is trampling me, but I didn't know how to depict death. So I just put a big Great. box in it like I was X'd out. Yep. And then 
this is, that's when I was like, I don't know what to draw. I don't know. So I just drew myself as a stick figure. Okay. And then um, C, you can see I didn't have very much movement between yep. B and C. Yep. And then D, I was like feeling better, but I didn't know what to draw because my anxiety right. was like, I don't know. I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you too can get help even if you're anxious like this. <laughs> This is like okay. full transparency. Okay, should I turn over the page and show yeah. you back? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and so you're excuse me, go ahead. This is the ladder. Mm -hmm. And it says unafraid of heights. Mm-hmm. And I can't really see the other. Did I do another drawing? No. Oh, okay. Okay. That okay. was your future drawing. Okay. Yeah. Your suds had gone down, to, or excuse me, sud stands for subjective units of distress. So your level of distress oh. was at a five, and then you drew drew your future vision. Yeah, and then it went down to a four, but I used a different pen, so you can't see it. Oh, okay. And I didn't use a lot of colors because, again, that's all right. I am my. I feel like I I'm not a very creative person, and so. <laughs> when I'm asked to draw things, I'm like, I don't know. So that was like as good as I felt like I was kicking it out of the, out of the field. Out of the park. <laughs> yeah. Or like batting it out, it out of, of the park. Wrong sports <laughs> metaphor. All right. So it sounds like that was a really interesting experience for you because you had this dual level of awareness you had done EMDR before. Um, this was a different approach. There was a part of you that was pretty uncertain whether or not it would work, but you continued to follow the instructions. And your um, distress level went from a nine down to a four by the end. Is that correct? Yeah, that's pretty significant. That is pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel very proud of myself. Excellent. You want to tap That's on your pride? <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin and I, we took this parenting class like 15 years ago. And uh -huh. that was one of the things that came from the parenting class is saying like, you must feel really proud of yourself. So we joke a lot. Like I'm feeling very proud of myself. <laughs> It's Anyways, your shorthand. It's our shorthand for positive yep. parenting. That's excellent. Yes. Excellent, excellent. All right. Any other questions, Amy, or anything else that we should review before we wrap this episode up? No, I think just my biggest takeaway is resisting it does not mean it won't work. Great. Anxiety about the lack of specificity in the instructions mm -hmm. it'll still work mm -hmm. and i hardly talked at all exactly and i can't draw at all and it so still worked basically no matter what as long as you don't quit you're going to have a reduction in level of disturbance probably that's really exciting isn't it i mean yeah for me mm -hmm. for sure yeah. I've got so many more things we can tap on. <laughs> Pun intended. Tap Boom. on. <laughs> All right. 
Well, thank you everybody for joining us today. Amy, thanks for being a willing um, participant and Absolutely. a guinea pig. Absolutely. Okay. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to go deeper on this subject or any other subjects we've covered in the podcast, we are so excited to be launching our signature membership program at MendingTrauma.com. This is a trauma-informed mental health membership where we combine clinically effective practices, courses, and mentoring while putting you in the driver's seat. We teach you how to heal your trauma with the latest research combining mind, body, and spirit. We want to walk you through a healing journey while also empowering you. If you have felt this episode is helpful, we would absolutely love if you would go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your pods and give us a review. We'd also love it if you would share it with someone you think it might help. Tag us on social media at MendingTrauma.com or at Amy Hoyt PhD. We would love to reshare. And also, if there's anything we can do to help, we would love to hear from you. Email info at MendingTrauma.com. Give us your suggestions or topics you want to hear about. We would absolutely love to be of more service to you. We're so excited because we have so many good episodes coming up in season two, and we can't wait to go on this journey with you.